spectacular play turned in by Bellinger. A remarkable catch by Ball Mookie Betts. For Taylor who makes a diving catch. You got this right here. Put the work in. Put the work in. Five all the left and deep. And the This, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Your pregame look at the L.A. Dodgers as we take you to first pitch. Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck is presented by Chevrolet. By New Roads. UCLA Health. Keeping you on top of your game. Children's Hospital L.A. From colds to cancer. We got this. The second eye-popping play. Wow. WSS. For all your footwear needs. Proud partner of the Dodgers. Shakey's Pizza. Get more meal for your deal at Shakey's today. And by your SoCal Toyota dealers. We make it easy. Now your host for Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. How do you not love him? Tim Cates. Hi, everybody, and welcome in to Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Here we are. Game 162 for the Los Angeles Dodgers. The long marathon of a regular season is coming to an end. It's an historic season for your Dodgers who have won 110 games, setting a franchise record. Today, the final game of the season. But for the Dodgers, a new season will start next week, the postseason, as the Dodgers will face either the New York Mets or the San Diego Padres in the NLDS. That's then. This is now. Today, the final game of the regular season as they wrap up this series with the Colorado Rockies. Clayton Kershaw will get the start today in his final tune-up before the playoffs. First pitch from Dodgers Stadium is coming up at 120. Coming up over the next hour here on Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. we got a lot to get into. We're going to hear from Dodger manager Dave Roberts, get his thoughts on how Dustin May and Blake Triner are doing. Also, how this Dodgers team is going into the postseason. We'll preview this pitching matchup with Clayton Kershaw on the mound. In 30 minutes, your chance to play this Six Flags wicked good play of the game contest. In 45 minutes, David Vassay goes one-on-one with Cody Bellinger. Kirsten Watson is on the field at Dodgers Stadium. We'll get the latest from her coming up shortly. And in just a few minutes, we'll send it out to the booth and check in with Rick Monday and Charlie Steiner. Well, last night, the Rockies rolled over the Dodgers again. Julio Elias got the start. The Dodger left-hander making his final tune-up before the postseason. He went five innings, allowed two runs on four hits while striking out four along the way. He gave up a pair of solo home runs. In the first, Brendan Rodgers, a solo home run to left as the Rockies led one to nothing. Then in the third, Sean Bouchard, the rookie out of UCLA, with a solo home run to left, and the Rockies led two to nothing. In the bottom of the third, though, the Dodgers offense got something going against Ryan Feltner. Gavin Lux with a leadoff double. Next batter, Cody Bellinger. Count is full to Bellinger with Barnes on deck. And Lux leading off third. Here's the pitch. Bellinger lines up base into the right field. Lux will score. Bellinger continues his uptick late. Knocks in his 68th run of the year. And it is a two-to-one ball game. And Bellinger's now five for his last ten. RBI single for Bellinger, his 67th RBI of the season. Dodgers cut the deficit in half, down two-to-one. Julio Urias went the five innings. He would leave with the Dodgers trailing. However, in the bottom of the fifth, Joey Gallo would change that. Will he be one of the 26 next week? Playing in a high fly ball into right center field. Hampson at the wall, and it is gone a home run. And that is why Joey Gallo is here. He can deposit them to far distant places. Gallo's 19th home run of the year. He's knocked in 47, and he has tied the score at two. Solo home run to right center for Gallo. It was a moonshot. His 19th of the season. That's the top tier play of the game. Brought to you by Arco. Quality top tier gas for less. Dodgers and Rockies were all tied up at two. Urias off the hook. He turned it over to Andrew Heaney with the game tied. Heaney had a 1-2-3-6. Then he did the seventh, though. He ran into trouble. 
A leadoff single from Montero, then back-to-back strikeouts. Randall Gretchik then unloaded on a 1-2 slider that he left over the middle of the plate. Two-run home run, Colorado up 4-2. In the ninth, the Rockies would tack on one more to take a 5-2 lead. They go on and win by that same final score. Ryan Feltner the win, Andrew Heaney the loss. Julio Urias went the five innings, got a no decision. However, he'll finish the season as the National League's leader at 2.16. As far as ERA is concerned, his record 17-7. Pretty impressive. After a 20-win season last year, he leads the National League in ERA this year. After beating the Rockies the first two games of this series, Colorado has come back and beaten the Dodgers three straight. Today, the final game of this six-game series, final regular season game of the 2022 season, Clayton Kershaw on the mound, first pitch of 120. And with more, we welcome in Rick Monday and Charlie Steiner, guys. All right, Tim, game 162, the grand finale on the 2022 season is upon us. And for the Dodgers, this season cannot end fast enough, and they can get ready for the postseason beginning next Tuesday against either the Dodgers or the Padres, the Rockies. They can't wait for this season to be over. It's been a disaster. 68-93 and 93 as they enter play on this final day of the regular season. They're 42 games behind the Dodgers, dead last in the National League West. However, the Rockies have uh, won three straight from the Dodgers. Five to two last night, two to one on Monday, and four to one on Sunday. And the Dodgers, as you and I were talking about it last night on air and off air, they just look flat out tuckered out last They do. Night. Uh, they look like uh, they're tired. They look like a ball club. This is game number 162. They've had their foot on the accelerator for such a long period of time. Even when they got to 100 victories, there was still something to garner from it. They did and uh, for this ball club. But it looks like they're just kind of exhaling. And uh, between now and if we look at next Tuesday, a couple of things have to tighten up. The defense has to tighten up and the offense needs to get going, and I believe it will, no question about it. But in the meantime, as we reflect back on the 161 games that we've seen, this has truly been a remarkable season. And what this Dodger ball club has accomplished individually, collectively, the statement that they have made and then you start to say, well, what about the statement in the in the past, the present, and also looking to the future right now? And we looked at the future about an hour or two before the game today. Who was out on the field? Well, doing a sim game was uh, Dustin May as well as uh, Blake Trinan. And we saw who was taking batting practice, James Outman and Kevin Pillar. So there's some intrigue now going into uh the final game of the regular season, and then game one of the National League Division Series next Tuesday. Yeah, Charlie, we've been talking the last number of days about, okay, who's going to comprise the 26-man roster postseason roster? I don't think there's going to be any gigantic surprises, but uh, in the meantime, the Dodgers have to keep people in the wings. Possibly an injury situation. Is going to be a last-minute change, even on the uh, the presumption of what the roster is going to be on top of it. So, yes, we look at what took place. The only thing that we really observe is that Dustin May, in uh, in his outings, a couple of innings that we saw, he had difficulty throwing strikes on a consistent basis. That's got to be a big concern if they're thinking about activating him, at least on the initial part of postseason. And congratulations in order to Julio Urias. He finishes the season at 17-7. and with the lowest DRA in the game, 216. He has been uh, remarkable, and for uh, last night, the five innings, two runs on just four hits. Um, he gave up a couple of home runs, but he challenges people when nobody's on base. That's the big thing with Urias, 23 home runs for the entire season. But when he's begin to look, he allowed just a 199 batting average against him over the 31 starts that he's had that earned run average just a 2.16. Truly a remarkable season, and today we're going to see the final tune-up for Clayton Kershaw on the mound. Kershaw, he'll go about as long as he wants to go, and he knows how to prepare for presumably next Wednesday, Game 2 of the uh, National League Division Series. And one other note, Freddie Freeman, a lot of stuff's going to have to happen today for him to overtake uh, Jeff McNeil, but the reality is it's not likely going to happen. McNeil at 326. Freddie Freeman is at uh, 322. In other words, 
McNeil would have to go into a precipitous decline today, like go over 5, over 6, something like that. And then uh, Freeman would have to get hot, and Freeman at this point in the season simply has not been that hot. So all things being equal, congratulations to Jeff McNeil. All in all, not a bad season for Freddie Freeman, likely to finish second in the batting title, but most hits in Major League Baseball this year. So it's going to be Kershaw going against Austin Gomber in the uh, final game of the regular season. We'll detail that pitching matchup a little later on in the hour, too. All right. Thank you, guys. Coming up here on Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. We're going to hear from Dodger manager Dave Roberts, get his pregame thoughts going into this season finale. We'll check in with David Vasse, who then goes one-on-one with Cody Bellinger. We'll break down today's pitching matchup. Your chance to play the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game contest is coming up. But up next, Kirsten Watson's on the field. We'll check in with her as we lead you up to first pitch. Dodgers and Rockies on this Wednesday afternoon. Thanks for being with us. First pitch set for 120. I'm Tim Cates. This is the Los Angeles Dodgers. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Dodgers on deck, y'all. On the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. Let's get you into the stadium and out of your car from the In-N-Out Dodgers Traffic Center. Here's Diana Olea. So you're going to see a buildup already leaving Glendale on the 5 heading southbound. That starts after Colorado Street. And you're going to see that stick with us to just before the 110. Northbound side of the 5 slows approaching the 110 and over to the 2. As you move along the 101 heading southbound, you're going to see brake lights just after Melrose, and it stays tough over to the 110. Things are also jammed on the 110 heading northbound at Adams Boulevard and over to the 101. And starting to see a buildup on Stadium Way, and that's on the north and the southbound side in either direction between Academy Road and Vin Scully Avenue. That's a look at your Dodgers game day traffic. I'm Diana Olea. Thanks, Diana. After the game, head on over to In-N-Out for classic burgers, fries, and a cold shake. In-N-Out, that's what a hamburger's all about. It's the Dodgers and Rockies' final game of the regular season. Clayton Kershaw, Austin Gomber, the pitching matchup. First pitch set for 120. This is Kirsten's Corner with Kirsten Watson. And Kirsten now joins us before game 162. The marathon of a regular season comes to an end today. Dodgers and Rockies final game of this six-game series as well out of Dodgers Stadium. Clayton Kershaw on the mound. More on that in a second. But today, kind of an important day, Kirsten, for this Dodgers team to end on a positive note. Yeah, I mean, look, it's already – they're at 110 110- – wins this regular season already but they want to get to 111 they want to end the season on a high note and you know they also want to be able to celebrate that moment it's huge they do franchise record they will forever go down it's honestly one of the greatest teams in major league baseball just due to the success that they've had this season so they want to close it out with 111 wins making not the new franchise record so it's going to start you mentioned Clayton Kershaw will be on the mound today we're going to get into him but uh a lot of excitement just to kind of close out the regular season, start preparing for the postseason. Uh, but they, again, they want to do that with a win today. And that's an important piece for the team. What can we expect from Clayton Kershaw today in the final game of the regular season with the postseason just a week away? Yeah, so for Clayton today, he's going to be an abbreviated start for him, uh, potentially about four or five innings the day Roberts told us. Uh, and then there's, at this moment, still no decision as to if he's going to be the game one or game two starter. Uh, the conversation is really focusing in on Julio Arias as well as Peyton Kershaw. The organization believes that either one of them can be that guy. It's just a kind of what makes the most sense. Who's going to be able to bounce back if needed in the game five situation, things like that. So it'll be an interesting one uh, just to kind of see how it plays out. But for Clayton Kershaw, it kind of feels just – Almost like storybook for him to be closing out the regular season, uh, potentially for them to have a new franchise record today. Uh, so it does, you know, there are some things that you can't uh, you can't predict or write them, but this feels really special to have Clayton Kershaw closing out the regular season. Kirsten, earlier today, it was busy on the field at Dodger Stadium with a couple of guys getting some action on the mound. Yeah, so we've got Dustin May as well as Blake China, and they were out here. So Dustin took down two innings and up down, and then Blake was just one inning. So for Blake, the biggest thing is just how he bounces back tomorrow. Um, they're hopeful that he should be able to be on the DS roster once the postseason gets here. But it really just depends on, you know, is he going to be able to kind of be in a back-to-back situation, how he's going to be feeling. And Dave has told us that 
if Blake feels that he's ready, he has confidence that he has someone he can go out that can go out there and have a clean inning. So hopefully we'll continue to see really good progress when it comes to Blake here in a few days here at Dodger Stadium. He'll be scheduled when they're having their sim games during those five days. He'll be scheduled to take down another inning. And then with Justin, uh, we spoke to him. And he told us that he's just feeling really good. Um, he feels confident that he is going to be ready. He still kind of wants to work on a few things when it comes to the stuff and how it's coming out today. But, I mean, I think the biggest thing is that he does feel healthy. Uh, Dave told us that he is in a position where he can take down three innings right now. The hope is to get him to, um, to get him to four. So he should have another outing on Sunday over the weekend. And then he expects, and I think at this point, sir, that we all kind of expect him to be ready for the DS, which is, I think, a really good news just considering you know, we want these guys to be healthy, and the postseason is, is literally in a couple hours is officially going to be here. <laughs> no doubt. All right, Kirsten, great stuff. We'll check in with you after the game, as then we get ready for October baseball. Still to come here on Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. We'll dive deeper into today's pitching matchup. We'll hear from Cody Bellinger. Up next, so we'll get you an injury report, and we'll get the pregame thoughts of Dodger manager Dave Roberts. It's the Dodgers and Rockies, game 162, the season finale from Dodger Stadium. First pitch at 120. I'm Tim Cates. This is the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. On your home for L.A. Dodgers baseball. It's the Dodgers and Rockies game 162. Final regular season game. The Dodgers get ready for the NLDS. Clayton Kershaw on his final tune-up. Austin Gomber will go for the Rockies' first pitch set for 120. The L.A. Dodgers Injury Report. Brought to you by UCLA Health. Michael Grove is going to finish off the season on the IEL with the contusion on his knee. Dustin May finishes off the regular season on the IEL, as does Blake Trinan. You heard Kirsten talk about them. They threw sim games today off the mound. David Vasse has got a lot more on that coming up in just a couple of minutes. Phil Bickford finishes the year on the IEL. Kevin Pillar also finishes the year on the IEL, but he's with the team at Dodger Stadium participating as a hitter in the sim games. Let's get some more pregame thoughts as we check in with the Dodger skipper. Anything else for Dave? Dave, do you think... Other questions for Dave? Dave, can you just describe... Dave, can you talk about the pressure? In the dugout with Dave Roberts. Well, Dave, uh, 162. Can you believe it's here already? Um, you know what? It's uh, it's actually kind of flown by uh, this season. Um, you know, I guess it's a good time to reflect. Uh, it's been obviously a great year and um, fitting. Clayton's taking the mound today and... You know, us trying to win a ball game, but it, it, it's been a great year. But I do think that our guys uh, are looking forward to, you know, putting a bow on the regular season and looking forward to the postseason. Uh, with Clayton today, we know it's going to be abbreviated. Do you have an idea as to what that will actually look like, though? I, I think it's kind of the four and, and five inning situation. So uh, if it's an efficient four, um, I, I can see him going out there for the fifth. And uh, if it's not, then, uh, you know, that might be it. There was a sim game out here today, uh, just Dustin May and Blake Trinan. What did you see from them on the mound? I thought they were good. You know, Dust, uh, Blake faced uh, three hitters. Um, I thought the slider was good. Uh, I thought the velocity, I don't didn't see the velocity on it, but it, from my eyes, I thought it was good. Um, talked to him briefly, said he felt, felt good. So, um, obviously, the next step will be in a few days. Uh, he'll probably face some more hitters, and we'll see where we go from there. And as far as Dustin, uh, two innings up, down, I thought the ball was coming out really good. So, very encouraging day. V good day. We're off to a good start. Is it too early to sort of assess what they might be able to bring you in the first round? No, I, I think with Blake, it's easy to say that, uh, you know, if, uh, if, if he feels good enough to be on the roster and that's the way we go, then I think, uh, you know, a clean inning, you know, makes sense. Um, and, and I think the back-to-back the -back is something that we got to see how he feels tomorrow, you know, to kind of get a little context or, you know. And as far as uh, Dustin, I think that we can, we feel confident that, He's at three innings. He can do three innings, something like that. So we'll see. But, again, how he feels tomorrow. But today was a good day. Um, so today is Wednesday. Uh, Blake should go Saturday. Is the question with Blake whether he's able to bounce back That's right. That's right. That's right. Because when you're talking about a, a series, 
obviously the utility for not just one game is important. Would it be Monday? Like if he do the five, the five days? Dustin will, Dustin will be online back on Sunday. He'll do. He'll throw his submitters on Sunday. Any other guys who are probably gonna be here this weekend or in Arizona besides Outman? Tell the other guys. Yeah, we're gonna bring uh, some other guys. I think Victor Gonzalez is gonna be here. I think Michael Grove, Pepio. Um, you saw Outman. You saw Pilar. Um, so so they're gonna face some hitters. Uh, some of those guys will take some more at bats, um, so that's kind of it. Yeah. Dave, what's CT able to do today? Yeah. So CT's gonna, I think he's gonna do some stuff in the cage. Um, what I got is baseball activities, so I haven't seen him out here uh, playing catch yet. So hopefully he can do that. But um, today he feels better than yesterday, and so hoping that tomorrow he feels better than today. So as we sit here right now, I'm expecting him to be on the postseason roster. Game one starter a little bit, but what kind of what, what kind of goes into that decision with you guys this year? Obviously, you have two options, with Julio and Clayton. But when you look at the postseason, no day off between four and five, like how do you decide on who goes game one? Um, just to give you a little peek behind the curtain, um, it, it's more of who we feel is best to potentially come back on regular rest in game five. So it's not opponent-driven. It's not certainly talent-driven. It's kind of where we feel um, who's in the best spot to do that. All right, there's Dave Roberts. His pregame thoughts down the dugout brought to you by Alignment Health. Get the freedom you deserve with Alignment Health Plan's AVA PPO plan. Visit AlignmentHealthPlan.com today. When we continue here on Dodgers on Deck, we will check in with David Vasse. So he leads up to first pitch, game 162. Dodgers, Rockies, first pitch set for 120. I'm Tim Cates, this Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for the blue all season long. It's the Dodgers and Rockies final game of this six-game series, final game of the regular season. Number 162, Clayton Kershaw, Austin Gomber, the pitching matchup. First pitch set for 120. Joining Tim Cates on Dodgers on deck. I accept everybody for who they are. This is Dodger Insider. David Bassett. All right, David, we heard from Dave Roberts, the sim game for Dustin May, but you had a chance to talk to Code Red. Yeah, and he was very encouraged from what he was able to do out there. And like I've been telling you, Tim, his back has been feeling good for a while now. It's more about him getting his body in the right position to be able to execute his pitches better than what we had seen in the last three outings. And here's what he said about all that, including today's sim game. At the end, yeah. Uh, at the start, I was just kind of rushing to get home. But then at the end, when I settled in and like kind of felt the things I was supposed to feel, yes. Is it difficult even in that setting to try to put that in place and slow yourself down? Yeah, I mean, when you're facing guys that are in the clubhouse with you, you get a little more excited about it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just, and it's 10.30 in the morning, so, like, you want to get going. Like, you're trying to get going as fast as possible. So, like, yeah, just getting yourself to slow down is, is big. I know uh, you never want to miss time, but speaking of slowing down, do you feel like this period of time has helped you slow down to be able to, to kind of get the feel for your pitches again and get yourself reset mechanically? Uh, I wouldn't really say that because, um, I mean, I had a really long time to kind of slow down. Um, but, I mean, I, I took a few days off from throwing, and, I mean, I wouldn't say get feel back, but, I mean, just trying to – get the body in a better position the experience in the bubble you were asked to do a lot of different things do you feel like that would prepare you for whatever is thrown at you this year yeah exactly i mean like i said like i've done a lot of different things in the past so i'm i'm up for whatever way is going to help the team whatever the way they think is going to help the team the most like i'm i'm game for obviously mentally as a pitcher you have to kind of prepare yourself for whatever role that is but in 2020 when you guys were in Texas it seemed like it was coming out of the bullpen maybe a opener situation does that can you reflect on that and does that help you now yeah I mean definitely looking back at it I mean you you look at ways that you get your you get prepared for the game in different situations or different ways for coming out of the pin and as a starter but I mean when you're going out you know you're not going to go for super long like yeah you can get prepared kind of as a bullpen and just kind of feel it out because I mean if you're going out and you're throwing really well they're going to let you keep going so uh, you got to be ready in both both scenarios. 
All right, Tim, so what this is going to come down to as far as Dustin May making the Dodgers NLDS roster is not health. Mm. It's about whether or not the Dodgers, after what they saw today and what they have seen in the last week or so, that Dustin May has better command of his pitches because, let's face it, if they are considering him to be a bulk innings pitcher or even an opener, they're going to want him to throw strikes. And he was having trouble doing that the last three starts. So that's what it's going to come down to. Tame is brought to you by Ford. Truck Month is here. Getting behind the wheel of a Ford F-150 truck and getting after it with an available interior work surface. Visit your local Southern California Ford dealer to learn more. All right, David's game 162. It's a marathon of a year. You've been with this Dodgers team the entire way, home and on the road, including a little incident in Milwaukee. But uh, what are some of your memories of this 162? Well, number one, the big three come to mind. I have never seen three hitters like Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, and Freddie Freeman on one Dodger team. And if you look at them statistically across Major League Baseball, there is no better trio and more productive trio in baseball than those three. And really just enjoying the emergence of Julio Urias taking another big step in his career. Clayton Kershaw still proving the doubters wrong that he has a lot left in the tank. He uh, he took three perfect games into the seventh inning or later this season. Not too many pitchers have done that. In fact, no pitcher did that in Major League Baseball this year. And I think at this point in time, you just have to reflect on a historic record-setting season and hopefully the fans enjoyed the summer because we have never seen a Dodger team this good for this long during a regular season, and no Dodger team has ever won these many games. In fact, they became just the seventh major league team to win 110 games. By the way, Tim, I'm watching Clayton Kershaw right now walk out to the outfield for the final time this regular season, and who knows when we will see Kershaw. I kind of predict game two hmm. of the NLDS. All right, Dave, you mentioned his name real quick. Freddie Freeman, final game of the regular season. He's chasing a couple of things today, isn't he? Yeah, he's uh, fallen behind Jeff McNeil of the Mets for the batting title. There is still a hope for Freddie Freeman to beat out Jeff McNeil for the batting title. He needs to go four for four today, and McNeil needs to go one for four in his game for the Mets for Freddie Freeman to beat him by percentage points. Also, Freddie has 196 hits, so if he gets four today for the first time in his career, he'll have 200 hits. Plus, he is three doubles shy of tying Sean Green's single-season doubles record for the L.A. Dodgers. Green hit 49 doubles in 2001. So everything's predicated on Freddie having four hits, and <laughs> if he'd like to uh, tie Sean Green, he needs three of those four hits to be doubles. Well, it's not unreasonable, but it's going to be tough. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dave. We'll check back in with you in just a couple of minutes. Dodger fans, I need three contestants. Who wants to play in the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game contest? 866-987-2570. You know how it works. You pick the player in the inning. The most wicked play will happen if you're correct. You're going to win season passes to Six Flags Magic Mount. 866-987-2570. So we lead you up to Dodgers and Rockies. Final game of the regular season. First pitch of 120. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. As we were saying, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck on the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. Dodgers and Rockies, game 162, the marathon of the regular season comes to an end. Clayton Kershaw, Austin Gomber, the pitching matchup. First pitch set for 120. This <laughs> is the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game. All right, our three contestants are ready to go. Juan, you are first up. Start us off. Juan, what's your guess? Uh, I'm guessing Freddie in the first inning. Freddie Freeman in the first inning. Good luck to you, Juan. Our next contestant is Jeff. Jeff, welcome to you. What is your guess? Will Smith in the second. Will Smith in the second inning. All right, good luck to you, Jeff. Bucky is our third and final contestant. Bucky, welcome. What is your guess today? I'm going to say Freddie in the fourth. Yeah, he's going to get one of them big doubles. You know oh, I hope so, Bucky. Good luck to you. Jeff and Juan, our three contestants in the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game Contest. A world of fear awaits at Six Flags Magic Mountain's Fright Fest. Select nights through Halloween with 14 terrifying haunted houses and dare to enter scare zones. Visit SixFlags.com for spooky deals on tickets and passes. It's the final day of the regular season. 
The Dodgers Road to Blue October. The postseason is set in the National League. The Dodgers are the top seed, best record. The Atlanta Braves come all the way back and win the NL East. They're the number two seed. The St. Louis Cardinals won the NL Central. They're the three seed. They'll play the Phillies, who are the third wildcard team. The New York Mets, they are the top wildcard team. We'll play the San Diego Padres, who got in as a wildcard team as well. So the Dodgers and Braves will have first-round buys. Cardinals will play the Phillies in one wild card series. The Mets and Padres in the other best of three series. Dodgers will get the winner of the Mets and the Padres. The drive and Dodgers are driving towards the World Series, just like Californians are driving to beat COVID-19. Let's continue to stay healthy and strong. Get boosted. Visit myturn.ca.gov to find a booster near you. When we continue here on Dodgers on Deck, we'll check in with Rick Monday. We're leading you up to first pitch on this Wednesday afternoon. Dodgers and Rockies. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck. Dodgers on Deck, y'all. On the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. Let's get you into that stadium and out of your car from the In-N-Out Dodgers Traffic Center. Once again, here's Diana Olea. So somebody's experiencing a bit of car trouble coming through South LA, and this is the 110 heading northbound before Manchester. They're plugging up the middle lane, and things are pretty jammed up from Century. A slight reprieve, and then up ahead, you're hitting the brakes. That starts at Vernon Avenue. The drive is tough almost all the way to the 101. Moving out of Mid-City towards the 110, that's a stop-and-go drive right now on that 10 East from Western Avenue to the 110. And then as you move along the 101 heading southbound, you're on the brakes at Sunset Boulevard, and it's tough over to Glendale Boulevard. Things are also jammed right now on the 5 heading northbound at Glendale. At Glendale Boulevard, there's a crash there. Three cars, the right lane is blocked, so you're loaded up from the 110. And then surrounding the stadium, things are pretty busy. Stadium way, tough between Academy Road and Vinscoli Avenue, but Vinscoli Avenue itself, that is heavy approaching Stadium Way and surrounding the stadium. I'm Diana Olea, and that's a look at your Dodgers game day traffic. Thanks, Diana. After the game, head on over to In-N-Out for classic burgers, fries, and shakes. In-N-Out, that's what a hamburger's all about. It's the Dodgers and the Rockies. Clayton Kershaw on the mound. First pitch at 120, still to come. We'll get you the keys to the game. We'll preview this pitching matchup. We'll hear from Cody Bellinger, but first... And now, joined by David Massey, here's L.A. Dodgers broadcaster and World Series champion Dodger, Rick Monday. Rick, the final day of the regular season, and Clayton Kershaw is on the mound. And overall, even though he went on the injured list two separate times, he's making his 23rd start of the season. I feel like it's been a great year for him. Yeah, it has. And I, I think when you're overcoming some uh, some injuries and uh, that thing, uh, the date on the birth certificate on top of it, you know, David, what we have witnessed this year is truly remarkable because we have seen Dodger history. We have seen baseball history. When you start to uh, to put a circle around the top teams in the regular season as far as the wins and the losses. Now, that does not guarantee what's going to happen at postseason. But this has been an absolutely enjoyable ride to see what happens in this ball club. They have stood tall the entire time. It's not that easy from a physical standpoint, from a mental standpoint, from being able to just push yourself a little bit more. I I read a quote yesterday that I actually took a a photo of. You know, in life, we're in charge of basically only two things, our effort and our attitude. And this Dodger ball club has been in charge of both of those the entire season. It's been great, really, to watch the way they've been able to focus in on that day's game because there are those expectations. They've been talking about October since spring training, but they've been able yeah. to zero in on today. One of the things that I, uh, driving into the stadium today, I, I wanted to, uh, to ask you because uh, you really have a unique relationship with the players and the coaches, both, both the Dodgers and visiting teams the entire time. Uh, not to put you on the spot or anything else, but but you really have your finger on the heartbeat of what this club has done on a daily basis. Month in, month out, when they win, when they lose, they get banged up. They're trying to come back from injuries, and maybe it's going well, maybe it's not going well. But overall, your impressions of this season and what you have seen from, I think, an A, an organizational standpoint and going forward, and B, from the players' aspect. Well, Number one, Rick, I feel like the the season changed in uh, mid-May before they went on a three-city road trip from Cincinnati to Atlanta Mm -hmm. to Denver. We all remember Freddie Freeman's emotions in Atlanta, and he apologized to the team to a certain extent or explained himself to the team 
in Denver. And my understanding, talking to a few players before that road trip, right before that road trip, there was a team meeting and a hitters meeting type of situation. And if you remember, Rick, you're a guy that keeps track of runners in scoring position, how many men were left on base, and the first two months of the season was not the way it's been the remainder of the summer, and that changed the whole year. Yeah, I've said many, many times, and not to isolate just with Freddie Freeman, this has been a team effort. This has been an organizational effort. You start to look at the number of people that have gone up and down from the minor leagues to uh, the injured list, to coming back, uh, being able to do a lot of different things. I, I look at uh, at the ball club from a former player's standpoint at times. The other thing that Freddie Freeman has done is, in, 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 through your eyes and, and your information, I've learned this, is that he told guys, look, don't become totally enamored with the electronic devices that you have available, as all teams do, uh, on the bench, in the dugout, during the ball game, and looking at their own at-bat. Observe what the pitcher is doing. If you're missing four or five pitches before or after your at-bat, you don't really have an overall example of what that guy is doing. Is he getting the breaking ball over? Is he doubling up on a breaking ball after he falls behind two balls and no strikes? All these little things are really kind of a, a pattern on what players are going to do, what pitchers are going to do. And Freddie Freeman, if you look in the dugout, if he's not batting, he's peering over the top railing and analyzing every pitch and every mannerism of that pitcher and the defense at the same time. Those first three guys, Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, and Freddie Freeman, they have made this team theirs in a lot of different ways. And Mookie Betts, I feel like, has become a Dodger this season. I feel like he has really stepped Mm -hmm. into a leadership role more than he has the previous two years. Let me ask you a question that a scout asked me two days ago, um, interested in your impressions. The question was, is this Dodger team as good as the record? And my answer, without any hesitation, yes, and it may be even better. Yeah, I agree with you, Rick. I don't know how you can say they're not as good as their record. Their record mm-hmm. is who they are. That's uh, That goes hand in hand. So definitely, as uh, a few football coaches have said in the past, we are what our record says we are. Yeah, and the question <laughs> is going to be, what's the record in postseason? Because uh, this has been a nice preamble to the postseason. And, uh, you know, after today, they're going to start ramping up and ramping up the Dodgers. A couple of things they need to improve upon. There's no question about it. The defense has not been as crisp as they normally have been playing. And from an offensive standpoint, they're not really carrying the load that they normally do. And, and I understand it totally because this has been go, 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 go. And then finally you win, you clinch the division, then you continue to improve upon your record. At some point in time you go, ah, well, they've had a, a chance to say, ah, before any other ball club in Major League history. Uh, at least this year, uh, no question about that. But uh, they're going to have another five days. But in these next five days, Dodgers are going to have to get back to what was a successful uh, combination and formula for them and uh, include a couple of other aspects that have been kind of hit and miss, that being the defense and the offense. Today's Dodger game plan is sponsored by California Community Colleges. Create your game plan for life with a college education. Enroll today at ICanGoToCollege.com. Rick, like you said, the Dodgers after today are going to have five days off, but they are sitting pretty because whoever wins the Mets-Padres series is going to have to fly cross-country to face a well-rested Dodger team. Yeah, and and you ask the team that wins that series that's going to face the Dodgers, you ask them in the middle of the flight, maybe they're flying all night, doesn't matter. Ask them the next morning if they're ready to play a postseason play, a chance to get the World Series. You'll get 26 yeses from the players You'll get it from the manager. You'll get it from the coaches. You'll get it from their fans. This is not a cakewalk. If this was really easy, what's coming up now, everybody could do it. No doubt. And Clayton Kershaw will be making his final tune-up before October. Okay. You're healthy going into postseason? I feel like I'm getting my second win for the postseason, Rick. All right. Let's go. Let's get at it. All right. We'll talk to you a little bit later in the show. And definitely Rick Monday will be here Tuesday for game one of the NLDS between the Dodgers and uh, we'll see who they face 
Tim, we'll send it back to you in the studio. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Dodgers baseball is brought to you by Shakey's, home of the original pizza, chicken, and mojos, a triple play of flavor. Looking for a little lunch this afternoon on game day? Feed the group for about 10 bucks a person only at Shakey's. Still to come here on Dodgers on Deck, we'll get you a preview of today's pitching matchup. Rick will be back with Charlie. They'll have the keys to the game. Up next, though, David Vasse goes high and tight with Cody Bellinger. It's the Dodgers and Rockies, game 162 of the regular season. First pitch at 120. I'm Tim Cates of Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for L.A. Dodgers baseball. Looking to sell your junk car? Jose Mora here. Pick your party of Southern California's leading car buyer paying top dollar for your vehicle today. Call 800-962-CARS and let Pick Your Part hit a home run for you. It's the Dodgers and Rockies. Clayton Kershaw makes the start today. Final regular season game of 2022. Austin Gomber on the mound for the Rockies. First pitch of 120. Still to come, Rick and Charlie will get you the keys to the game. I'll dive deeper into today's pitching matchup, but first... David Vasse. And now, what will likely be Vasse fielding insults from a Dodger player. It's an engagement of endearment. This is High and Tight. It's the last day of the regular season, and I'm here with one of my favorite people. have seen every one of his games since he got called up in 2017 and burst onto the scene. That's the one and only Cody Bellinger, who's looking nice. Thank you. Feeling nice. Fresh haircut. Feeling good. I know. You really got this thing going for October. Yeah, I'm going to have to get another cut right before the playoffs, so it's just a pre-cut. How often do you have to trim your hair? Because uh, quite honestly, you got a lot of body hair from face <laughs> down to the way, down to the belly button. Um, I get a haircut once every two weeks. You know, whenever our barber comes in, I try to get a cut just to keep it fresh. <laughs> Cody, uh, when you look at what you've been able to do the last couple of weeks, I know it's been a grind. Every season is a grind. But how have you found your way to see the light at the end of the tunnel? Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, you know, just the most important thing is feeling good going into the playoffs and um, staying healthy, and I think our team's done a good job of that. And, um, you know, just getting momentum going into the uh, into the playoffs. Obviously, we have a few off days beforehand um, that we'll be here working uh, on our game and, you know, kind of waiting and preparing, but, um, you know, just feeling good and feeling confident right now. It, has it been lost on you that ever since you got called up by the Dodgers, you've been in the postseason every single year? That doesn't happen for too many players. No, it doesn't, and uh, I definitely don't take that for granted. I know how special that is. Um, I mean, that just kind of goes to show how well-run this organization is, you know. Um, year in and year out, they want to win, and they want to continue to win, and I'm glad to be a part of it. The one thing that's impressed me the most about you this year is that you haven't settled. You haven't just given in to whatever that point in time the season was for you. Has it been a challenge for you not to give in and not to settle? Yeah, I mean, not really. I think, um, you know, you play this game for a reason. You know, it's probably the hardest game in the world to be successful at. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you find that success, it's it's a pretty good feeling. And so, you know, when you've had that success, you know it's in there and, you keep fighting to get that back. I've heard when you're a hitter and you're in a slump, sometimes even going to the grocery store, everybody's a hitting coach. So how have you been able to tune some people out and maybe just focus in on a couple of voices? Yeah, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, um, no one really knows how hard this is unless you play, you know what I mean? So uh, just block out all the noise, um, understand that. Um, you know, what I got in this locker room is special and the guys have my back and um, just trying to be a good teammate and a good competitor. And um, at the end of the day, you know, just feeling comfortable and, and helping these guys win, win is, is the only thing that matters. Has that been the biggest thing to keep you going, the support of your teammates and them basically telling everybody the value of Cody Bellinger? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, teammates, staff, everyone, you know, is just, you know, we just have a great group of guys here. Yeah. Um, you know, we all just, we all want the best for each other. And, um, you know, that shows in how we play the game every day. You've been a big part of the 110 wins this team has. What stands out to you about this team that separates it maybe from some of the other really good Dodger teams you've been on? Yeah, I mean, I've been on a few good Dodger teams. This one is it's just, you know, I feel like we're just 
probably the most talented team in the big leagues. But you know, with that being said, we don't we don't mentally think like like we're not a bunch of like stuck up guys. You know, like yeah. we we play the game uh, how it's supposed to be played. We grind at bats together and we play the game to play the game to win and. Um, I think when you have that kind of combination, it's it's, uh, it's good. I've heard you guys know the difference between having fun and. Oh, I thought it was coming over here. <laughs> I didn't see it. I've heard I've heard uh, from other guys on your team that you guys know to how to have fun, but also know when to flip the switch and get serious for a game. Is is that important to have that balance? Yeah, I think that is the most important thing. Um, you know, you got to have fun in this long, long season. You yeah. know, you can't – sometimes you can't take it too seriously. You have to remember that and how lucky we are to play this game. And, um, you know, we got a bunch of different characters in this locker room that love playing <laughs> baseball. So, you know, it's just – it naturally comes to light how, how, how much fun we have. What's going on before the games? I know DJ Severe's come down to the clubhouse. We've heard about the DJing going on. Has that set the tone for you guys to go out and, and be as fierce as you are? It's it's fun. Uh, Mookie brought his whole DJ set in, and JT and Bickford are usually the uh, culprits pregame. Uh, JT gets uh, you know variety of music, and then Phil comes on and gets like the house music going. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's just it's fun. I've, I've DJed once. I'm probably gonna do it today. Actually, just have some fun with it. And nice. Kind of learn the buttons a little bit. It's uh, it's really cool to kind of just you know mix your own music and kind of do what you want to do with it. So. Which, obviously, DJ Sphere is the best at it. <laughs> but which DJ vibe do you like the most? Who plays the kind of music that Cody Bellinger wants to hear? Um, it kind of works out perfect where uh, Phil does it in the offseason. He's actually really good at blending music. Um, JT's learning this year, and <laughs> JT kind of plays the bangers. You know, He plays the music that everyone knows and uh, the catchy songs, and he's doing a good job of, of learning and you know, bringing the positive vibes to it. you got to play the hits. Yeah, he, he plays the hits. He plays the hits. <laughs> Cody Bellinger is our guest. All right, before I let you go, I'm doing something that you're never supposed to do as a broadcaster, giving up the mic. So I want you to feel in control. I'm going to hand you the mic. And why don't you just express yourself and express uh, the way you felt about this season and about the team and yourself and all that. So here you go. I'm giving you the mic. Uh, I mean, you know. It's, Grab the mic. Oh, You do it. It's, I'm been, not... a, it's been a special year. and. Um, you know, with that being said, I think the m- most fun and important times coming up and, you know, we're all going to lean on each other and, and protect each other and pick each other up and, you know, hopefully come out on top and, you know, continue playing our game and having fun doing it. I'll let you drop the mic too, if you want. <laughs> you got scared. You got scared. Vasek got scared. He's all talk. Vasek caught the mic. Vasek caught the mic. He's all talk. <laughs> Here, drop the mic. Drop it. <laughs> he dropped the mic, Cody Bellinger on game 162, and he is going to drop the mic on the season in October, no doubt about it. Thanks a lot for the time, Mr. Clutch. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Tim, we'll send it back to you in the studio. All right, thank you, guys. Dodger fans, we need the very best care for your child. One place to go, Children's Hospital Los Angeles. Why? Rank number one in California for pediatric care. Find the right doctor at CHLA. Dot org. All right, we're leading you up to first pitch. Thanks to Cody Bellinger, Dodgers and Rockies. Up next, we'll dive deeper in today's pitching matchup. Final regular season start for a future Hall of Famer. Number 22. We'll get into it next. I'm Tim Cates, Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for the blue all season long. It's the Dodgers and Rockies, final game of the regular season. First pitch coming up at 120. And now, before the Dodgers hit the diamond, we look at the pitching matchup. Presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers, new vehicles like sleek new Camrys are arriving daily at your Toyota dealer. To see all offers or find a dealer near you, visit toyota.com. They make it easy. Clayton Kershaw, future Hall of Famer, 34-year-old left-hander, making his 22nd start this year. He has won his last four starts, including last time out, six shutout innings, five hits, four strikeouts, and a win over these same Rockies to start this series. He's 25 and 11 with a 3.43 ERA against them. He's 11 and 3 on this season with a 2.30 ERA. 14 years into his big league career, this is his 
398th career start, looking for his 197th win of his career. Austin Gomber, the 28-year-old left-hander, fourth-round pick of the Cardinals in 2014 out of Florida Atlantic, was traded to the Rockies in the Noah Arnaro deal. He began this season the rotation, made 12 starts, then went to the bullpen, then back to the rotation, then back to the bullpen. He is 5-7 and seven with a 562 ERA. It's the Dodgers and Rockies. Clayton Kershaw makes the start. Final game of the regular season. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. As we were saying, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck on the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. It's the Dodgers and Rockies. Clayton Kershaw on the mound. First pitch of 120. Dodgers baseball is brought to you by Metro. Celebrating the real MVPs of Los Angeles. Our bus operators, remember to thank your driver. Let's head back out to the booth. Final check-in with Rick and Charlie. Guys. Final game of the regular season. The Dodgers 110 and 51. The Rockies 68 and 93. Clayton Kershaw making the start for the Dodgers on this final day of the regular season. It'll be his 22nd appearance, 11-3 and in a 2.30 ERA. Austin Gomber, the lefty, going for the Rockies. We'll see Kershaw, and what is uh, he's going to be working on? Well, we're going to be able to, to find out. He's had a remarkable season. We begin to look. This is his 22nd start. He's 11-3. and The ERA is just 2.3. And uh, like Urias, has not allowed much as far as the batting average against. Urias uh, finished the season a 199. And for Kershaw, not that far behind, just a 2.12 average. But where Clayton Kershaw has really stood tall, when the opposing teams get runners in scoring position, he's allowed just a 159 batting average against. Just 13 hits and 82 advance. The veteran understands exactly how to work the lineup, although if we look at his record against the Rockies this year, three starts, he's 1-2 and two with an ERA, surprisingly, above five and a quarter. Austin Gomber making his 33rd appearance and his 17th start. He's got an ERA of uh, well over five. Yeah, and for Gomber, he was taken out of the rotation really uh, after July. So in August and September, did not make a start. Six relief appearances in each of those areas. Dodgers look for the uh, off-speed pitch. He's not a hard thrower. He averages at 91 miles an hour. Dodgers have only seen him once this year. That was two innings in relief. Just one run on the two hits, the fastball, the slider. He'll throw the changeup and also the curveball. But for Gomber, again, he's not going to challenge you with the real hard stuff. He's not going to be at 100 miles an hour. So the Dodgers adjusting to the off-speed pitches. Kershaw in six starts. It's coming off the injured list, 4-0 and a 150 ERA. Last time he saw the Rockies was way, way back to the first game of the series on Friday, and he threw six scoreless innings. Lineups and first pitch coming up. All right, Dodgers Rockies. Clayton Kershaw makes his final start of the regular season after today. A couple days off. Wild card round. Then the Dodgers find out who they'll play. Either the Mets and Padres in the NLDS beginning on October 11th. David Vassay will have all the postgame festivities after this one is over. I'm Tim Cates. It's been Morongo Casino. Dodgers on deck on the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. Enjoy the game, everybody.